Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. And we'll start actually doing the episode in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello, Internet. And Dave. So, And we start with Good Thing and Craig. All right. If you guys listen to the show, then you know that I'm an avid gamer. Uh, and if you listen to the show, you might also know I dabble in playing, quote-unquote, playing some idle games. And hey, look, I have a recommendation for you guys this week. Because I started running an idle game a couple weeks ago, and it's pretty good. It's Did you called... say rating? No, no, running. Running. Oh, running. Because, <laughs> like... There are little bits of gameplay where I get to optimize, but for the most part, it runs itself. So it's an idle game. Um, it is called Unnamed Space Idol. You, you legit just Google Unnamed Space Idol uh, oh, like and you'll find it. of the Apes. Okay, but what's it I, called? I think Unnamed Space Idol. I, <laughs> no, but, I think but what's, the dev... what's it called, Craig? It's, it's the same name as Led Zeppelin's fourth album, Mike. Uh, I think the dev Houses will eventually give it a, a title. As he's... That's mention bad. he eventually wants the the length of the game to be closer to trimps which uh if you're familiar with idle games at all that thing lasts forever so uh it's it's not like at that degree yet but it's really neat you get a spaceship uh you're flying through space and you destroy other enemy space vessels like that's that's the gameplay loop that is happening uh idle the neat thing is everything that's built around it and all the different uh, mechanics that are built into the game, uh, different ways to upgrade your ship, uh, things that are unlocked as you get further and deeper into space. Uh, it's 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 I, really I neat. Guess. There's a lot of flexibility in how you actually craft your your spaceship. Uh, as I mentioned, there's a lot of different mechanics that are used in order to upgrade your damage or shield shields as of your defense. Um, there's just a lot of things that are happening. So. It doesn't take up a lot of my time, which is nice, and I think this is, again, what the dev is looking for. He doesn't want something that you sit and actually have to actively play for a couple hours. This is something that you check, click on a couple things, like, okay, I'm good, and you can move on with your life. Uh, but numbers go up, so it's pretty cool. Is uh, this on a mobile game? Is this on Steam? What are we talking about? This is on Itch.io. Uh, you can download it, or you can just play it like directly in a browser like I do. I don't know if he has plans to put it uh, on other things, but people, from what I've noticed, are are easily just like running it wherever because he's just uploaded to itch.io. So when when you say itch.io, do you mean itch.io? Yes. Okay. So not itch.io. Itch.io. You know, I through. Oh, did I? I, I probably said it wrong. Yes. I I recently realized that extensions like .io .tv aren't u.s based extensions so like there's like a, a island country called like tuvalu or something who basically make money off of having the extension tv yep so anyway. unnamed space idol it's pretty neat they have a discord uh it's very very active people are constantly giving feedback because he's he the dev is currently working on it and pr improving it he just added a whole bunch of content a couple days ago so like at least every looks like 
month there's a, a new update with new things and, and new gameplay mechanics. Unnamed Space Idol. There you go. But what's it called? All right, Dave. You're up. My good thing this week is an anime called Trigun. Ooh. It's about this guy who has a... Three guns? Six... Um, I don't know. But he has a $60 billion double dollar bounty on his head because everywhere he goes, like, he just leaves destruction in his wake. And you kind of watch him, and he's, like, kind of a nice guy. And a lot of this stuff isn't his fault, but he just kind of gets blamed for every town he ever passes through getting destroyed. And so, like, everyone's always trying to get the bounty on his head. And it, uh, I'm, like, 15, 16 episodes in, and it's starting to get into, like, the main overall story of the uh, anime and it's uh it's pretty cool and very philosophical as well so like <clears throat> and humorous one of the i guess weird and things all- about trigun is the first part is an entirely separate tone from all the later parts so like if hey, you really no spoiling. like if you really like what's going on in the Careful. first part i'm not talking specifics dave if you really um, like what's going on in the I'm first part a little more strict than you are then uh, maybe you won't enjoy the rest of it that much. However, if you're watching it at the beginning and you're like, this isn't really for me, I'll hang on there for a little bit because things change. I did watch some Trigon back in the day when I actually watched Cowboy Bebop at roughly the same time. Uh, I, I remember liking it, but that's that's the extent of what I remember. I think I'm past the... I'm like one episode pa- like past... Well, I guess the last episode I saw was kind of like the the crucial point where the curve is changing in the second derivative that's what a crucial point is i wouldn't say that it's a focal point because it didn't go like and then and then the derivative anyway oh man i wish i hadn't said half of the stuff i said (laughs) not just now i just over the course of my life um (laughs) man that sums up life in general trigun's really cool and I think I'm just getting into, like, the tonal shift, and I'm looking forward to it as well. So, yeah. Good stuff. Also, a really awesome uh, rock and roll soundtrack. Not, like, super heavy metal, which with, like, or grungy that I don't really like, but more kind of, like, kind of like southern rock, but a little heavier than that kind of music. It's really good. But, yeah, try again. That's what I've been into lately. Kind of like, Kind of like power slop. Would you, if you had to define it as a genre, would you say like power slop? It's like, you know. I mean, we don't we don't like labels, but but power slop, yeah. You guys uh, aren't getting my my great Airheads reference at all. The candy, the the movie with Brendan Fraser and Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler. Oh, and Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd and Chris Farley. Chris Farley, yes. Anyway, uh, Harold Ramis was in it actually. Now that I think about it, and Ernie Hudson. Wow. I gotta watch that again. But uh, not Dan Aykroyd. No, I don't think Dan Aykroyd was in it. Um, Michael McKean was, though. God, that's a good movie. Gotta watch that again. Uh, so my good things this week are, uh, first off, Dave's Hat, which, if you're not watching us, and I can look in the voice channel and see that none of you are, uh, Craig, could you describe Dave's Hat? Back to the Future 2. It, yep, it's just a hat that says the words Back to the no. Future 2. Not <laughs> even Part better. 2, which is the proper name for it. <laughs> I'll wear it next week. That'll give people a chance to make next week's recording and see it. Because they'll definitely hear this before two months from now. Uh, my other good thing this week is 
um, Inside by Bo Burnham. It's a Netflix special that was released post-COVID, recorded during COVID, like, by himself. He just, like, brought a bunch of equipment into his house and wrote comedy things in the Bo Burnham style and recorded it all himself, and it was... It's um, really, really good, very funny, and kind of painful to watch. Like, yeah. If you guys haven't seen this yet, it's really good, and you should. I know the name, but I... I don't know if I've seen him. Like, if you have existed on the internet at all, you've probably been exposed to some to some form of Bo Burnham. His early stuff isn't as great. He was, you know, an edgy teenager, but he has since gotten better. But you're recommending the the Netflix Inside. special Inside. Yes, okay. it's very good. So that's good things. Ba da ba ba da ba. Chapters. Now we do chapters, and Dave does those, which is also a good thing. All right, what's chapter 78 to something, Craig Stream? The High Judge. What's the the range of chapters today for this episode? 78 to 82. All right, chapters 78 through 82 of, Craig, what book are we reading? Uh, Witham of Rar. Oh, we're up to book nine already. I mean two, book two. We're already up to book two. (laughs) all right so chapter 78 is titled the high judge and i think this is just backstory on how beavis and butthead was created ha 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 i got that i don't think craig got it but i got it (laughs) craig you know who beavis and butthead are right yes i know who beavis and butthead are you know who mike judge is right yes i know who mike judge is i get and you know you know what it means to be high right yes (laughs) okay all right wit helped pattern make a key to shallan's trunk why am I not surprised that Wit has a CEO? Pattern is only a little traitorous. Formless isn't formless. Call Mrazy. Hey Siri, Next. call call Mrazy. Okay Google, call Mrazy. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> well, that only works if people have someone named Mrazy saved in their phone. Well, Google will still complain that it can't find someone. I, and I don't think it works like that if you're playing a recording out loud. You would be surprised at what... Holding the holding it next to your device. What maybe. my Google Home picks up, like, because it's next to the TV. And every now and then, it just turns on. I don't know what it hears, but it hears something. Hey, Google, tell living room... La, 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 la. <laughs> you're just going to make sure people don't listen to us, Mike. You're fired. All right, Dave, go. Well, so I fired my... Alexa, because she kept, she started like advert, like every time I would say something, she would advertise something, and I'm like, I paid money for you, you're my machinery, I own you, Amazon, why do you think you get to continue to advertise me for free after I gave you money? So out of principle, I just unplugged it. It's I haven't had it plugged in in like nine months now. It's just like this is a thing that I bought for me to use. I didn't buy it. Like I'm not giving you money so that you can try to get more money from me. Like kind of frustrating. You basically but, summed up the whole entire problem with with software and the world, like, right now. Because companies, they don't want you to own the software, and you would like to own the software and the hardware. Here we are. Yeah, I have, I have a similar problem when I go to YouTube to look up a movie trailer, and I get a commercial. I'm just like, I came <laughs> here willing... I came here... I came here because I willingly wanted to subject myself to advertisement, and now you're taking that as an opportunity to advertise more. And I just close it. I don't need to see the trailer. It's fine. All right. Well, let's continue on with the chapters. All right. 
What well, chapters are we doing? First, 78. I think Craig should uh, tell us what actually happened in that yeah. section. What happened in this? Because we this didn't do that yet. Uh, so we of, finally find found out that Pattern was the one who did use the cube, and he totally contacted Wit, who Wit gave him advice on how to actually use it, so that way he can contact them. And Pattern says that he, he was using it because he needed to talk to Wit to figure out what to do. Like, he, he was turning to Wit for advice. Okay, Google, call Safandrius. Oh Safandrius. So, <laughs> so that that's what Dave means. He's a little traitorous because he did use the cube and then claim he didn't. Um, Those are the words that Pattern uses. I was traitorous but only a little bit and but he wasn't contact marazy what makes me think that this is that why should i believe pattern well that's basically the because problem Shalon is traitorous. having uh, that that is believe, exactly the problem you should believe pattern because pattern is extremely bad at lying he really is uh so is then he? finally Shalon or if i were a professional liar i would convince other people that i'm bad at lying it, it, it appears that Formless sort of takes form, but Shalon is the one that claims to now be in control. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And then she calls Marisi. No, Formless is a Chandra, Craig, okay. who ate, ate Shalon and didn't solved. poop on Dave's hands. <laughs> no, that was 16. Who turns out not to be Ristaris? Oh, I should point out that now Shalon realizes she can relax a bit because none of her friends were the uh, were the spy. But who killed Ela, Craig? Who killed Ela? Yep, that is the question. And also, Marizi still was giving off hints about what type of sprint corrupted sprint were around. So that's weird, huh? That wasn't weird. I submit that Ela poisoned herself. All right. Well, we'll see how that turns out, Mike. Oh, just like uh, the uncle from that play. Only he didn't do it on purpose. So, Marazy was eavesdropping. Nah, I think, I don't know. I don't trust I, I, th- I think that's what Pattern's was told through. to us, that he, he's able to listen in on the Sion call. Sorry, the Pattern's cube. Like, we, don't, we don't know it's a Sion. What's what's a little traitorous? I already know it's a Sion. Is, is Sion. This, <laughs> is, it, is it actually told us it's a Sion, or is this like a Yasna's dead situation? Yeah. I don't I don't remember, so... No, we we oh. don't know for sure it's a Sion, but it's a Sion. Um, Pattern no, was a, a like, little a little traitorous is a a little traitorous would be a traitike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, a little traitike. I didn't know Taurus evolved. Uh, so patterns a little traitorous. Yeah, I don't know. I don't trust this guy. When did he like? When did Pattern like become friends with because Wit because Wit's a freaking illusionist now when now. when did someone not okay. become friends with wit <laughs> it's, it's kelsier aren't friends kelsier maybe if you didn't punch Sadius. him first you would have been friends come on no kelsier and wit were never going to be friends all right so suspicious huh next scene adolin thinks people think he's dumb i when also thought that when i first strategies. when i first read uh way of kings i'm like man this is just a typical noble but then he won me over that doesn't make him not dumb. No, he's or still real dumb. Him, doesn't make him not think people think he's dumb. He's dumb Mike. except for swordplay, but he is dumb about how to set up a duel where he shouldn't be dumb about that. Adolin is a kind, beautiful idiot. And he kind of set up this trial in the same way that he set up his It, it really is, but you can excuse <laughs> him this time because yeah, he doesn't this, know law. Yeah, why would 
Why would he know any better? Um, he explicitly said that he would personally be on trial for himself. And then the Amish burner are like, so we're going to put you on trial for the whole recreants. And so, Ad Adolin's like, I told you explicitly not. So, Craig, um, I think we can blame Adolin for this because everyone at every step of this process has told him that what he's doing is a bad idea. That, that is true, yes. <laughs> but, you know, he, he had to do something. And he stepped sometimes. up when no one else would step up. He had to do something sometimes. This is why we like Adolin, because he does the thing that no one else wants to. You know, what Adolin, yeah, like you know what Adolin could have done like, instead? Exactly! <laughs> what Adolin could have done instead is accepted that the the um, spren of, ha of lasting integrity, honor spren of lasting integrity, just don't want to form bonds with humans and accept that what they have told him is what they're going to tell him and then just go back home. So so just lose the war is what you're saying. Just but then his dad give up. Won't, be, won't be proud of him, don't you know? No more, no more uh, wind runners. Just give it up. Plus all the other, because it's not like we're getting other else callers. Ivory's the only one who is willing to bond someone. Man, that whole crew coming back to um, Urthiru could have overturned the the the. Good God, I can't. The occupation. Words. The occupation. They absolutely could have. With Adolin leading them, yes. Okay, uh, uh, unless they're useful. What about the rest of them? Uh, unless they're, like, doing something in the Cognitive Realm to make sure people don't go through that way. Like, they took over the Oath Gates, so I'm not sure how they would transfer over. Wouldn't all of those Radiants just come to Erythru and collapse? Except maybe Shallan. She might be nearing the fourth ideal. Mm, not the way well, she's, she's acting up, right now. She's up to three. Formless will make four. Wow. But right now she's fourless. All right. Blended trial strategies. Hig Judge is a Colas? This should be high judge. <laughs> no, no, big judge. I like it. Yeah, sometimes I have to write my notes on the fly, but uh, I don't have a pen small enough. Oh, so he's not human. He is <laughs> a on. human. Oh, a human. Okay, I thought I thought the high judge was human. Yeah, no, I don't he's. I think that's what it says. I think it says it's human. He's human. Capital H human. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm overruled. All right, next scene. I mean a Kellic. <laughs> That's it. That's it for chapter. Oh, uh, well, so the recap is Adolin is discussing things with his lawyer, who's Blended, going over essentially the trial process. Yeah, and Blended is an Inkspren and the DA and uh, a being that the Honor Spren are at odds with. Okay, Craig, you, you are misstating things. Blended is not a lawyer. Adolin doesn't get a lawyer. And Blended... Even if Adolin did get a lawyer, wouldn't be a lawyer. Blended would be kind of like a pre-law student who's mm. done a little bit of studying on this and has been She's assigned to advise him. Okay, that is true. Or maybe consul is a word. So, like, the honor spender, like, you need to learn our laws and our legal processes. So we are going to let this person who doesn't actually know them that well uh, guide you. Good luck! She's not a consul. That doesn't mean what I think it means. Maybe counsel is the word I was looking for. Um, consultant. Yeah. Consultant. I think a consul is like a diplomat. Uh, it's like I mean, a diplomat that the city oh, sends it's, to itself. Blended, blended is actually is a, is, a, is a diplomat, yes. Blended is the ink spren yeah, ambassador. So she, she's just an ambassador who happens to... Oh, no, yeah. Consul literally just means ambassador. Okay. 
so who she happens is a to know the law. But she's not. She's not uh, Adolin's constant. Yeah, that, it's not relevant to what she's doing with Adolin. It's it's just why she's in the city. Anyway, uh, High Judge is a herald. That's the end of the chapter. What? what a twist. Better than being a. Nah, not better than being a Chandra. Well, I guess it's better than. Maybe it's easier to kill a herald than a Chandra, but we'll find out. So we find out that Rastaris is Kalik. That's that's yes. the big reveal. Uh, Kalik, I believe, is short for Kalekalek. Okay, so, so Dave, easier to kill is sort of a relative term, because it kind of me- depends on what you mean by kill. Yeah, but we'll find out in because a further chapter. The heralds have been killed a lot of times. Well, that's true. <laughs> And, but Contra, you just need to dump acid on him. So, all right. Chapter 79. Contras Con- are not cognitive shadows. What's the plural of Contra? Contra. Contri? Condroxin. With an E on the end? Condroxin. <laughs> oh, man. I missed that guy. Open wound. Chapter 79. Uh, Yazrian is gone? Yeah. No, I'm not playing this game with s- you anymore. On screen at the end of Oathbringer. Fire. No, Craig. Craig, don't play his game. Vire did a thing, and Yezrian is permanently killed. Maybe permanent. Seemed pretty permanent. Or trapped in a gemstone, perhaps. All right, got it. Laundry duty. Relaine loves cards and hates bigotry. Everyone is singling themselves out. Relaine wouldn't mate form with Fenley if she were the last listener on Roshar. Dabbit can talk? Again? <laughs> yeah, take it. Uh, so Relaine's doing laundry. And people are talking about him, and he's all like, Hey, I like to play cards. These are the card games that I like. I'm actually pretty good at it. So the, Did you, you can... hear him? He likes cheating people at gambling. Yeah, it his his tactic at like trying to, I guess, give people some truths about him instead of just lies didn't work very well. Um, I don't know what everyone is singling themselves out means. Because it's funny, because if everyone's doing it, then nobody's singled out, right? Okay. Uh, Relaine doesn't really like Venley. He's like, well, we're the last two listeners, so I guess we have to stick together, but I never really liked Venley. And he was correct to not like Venley. And then Dabit talks. Again. End of chapter. Was this the one where um, Liren and Hasina were also there? Yeah. I think it is. And they, they, they cover the maps with a blanket, and Relaine's like, don't forget this map. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, Hasina's got plans in place to immediately, like, cover up their crimes, and Relaine's all like, but wait, there's more crimes that I need to show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> chapter 80. The Dog and the Dragon. Is this chapter about Hoyt and Frost? The only dog on Roshar is Pattern. Do shard holders have to be human? What about singers? Chandra? Spren? Daisuke and Iameans, dogs, can any of those be shard bearers? Are you, are you talking about holders? the capital S as in the main 16 shards as that in we have? Like, as in, like, what Seizid is. Well, Seizid is a terrorist, and dogs can't be terrorists. There's a law. At one point, there wasn't but one, dogs can, and a golden dogs retriever. So, one, we have seen Eshonai had <laughs> nice shards. Shard, uh, uh, He's had... gonna, are you going to airbud claws the shard holders? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I tried to, and then you stepped on my joke, so I guess we don't get that. Eshonai held shards, so we've seen that. Uh, if we're talking about the big capital S shard, 
Uh, we know that there's at least one dragon holding a shard, and which one? At least two non-humans. Cultivation. I don't think that's a, a spoiler. Well, the official reveal is here, but we've talked to Dave about it before. Cultivation so, is a dragon. Who are the two dog shard holders? To, the rules say a dog can't be a shard holder. If only they could become so a dragon. there are two non-human shard holders. Terracemen are human. Oh, I guess. Well, not really. Because Skadrians aren't humans in the same way that the other shard bearers are, huh? Shard holders. They're made after humans. Hmm. Yeah, so honestly, who, there's the no two? restriction on who can hold a shard. Because they just have anything to Anything with a soul, right? Which is anything in the comic. Like, a, a dining room table could be a shard holder. I think they have to have sentience. Which, I know everything has a mind and a soul, but I guess there's... What if I awakened a dining room table and said, hold things, and then I handed it a shard? It wouldn't mm-hmm. work unless it had a connection to that shard. Oh, true. We learned that. Oh. Shoo. Okay. Good, good avoidance of that disaster, Mike. Well done. Uh, Yez is truly outrageous from the epigraph. Moash can apparently haunt coma fantasies as well. Kaladin finds Odium in the middle of the storm. Oh, it's actually Wit? I eh. forgot the chapter title. Same thing. So was this actually real? Nope. Wit must have a strong <laughs> connection to Kaladin. I read like the first two pages of this chapter. I was like, okay, bad dream. Got knocked out in the storm. Not real. Okay. And then when like Wit shows up, I was like, wait, wait, maybe it's real. Like the instant right before it's revealed that it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's not real, but it's more real than you're thinking. So this was actually real? Nope. Uh, Wit must have a strong connection to Kaladin. So how is it that Wit can enter Kaladin's he's coma Wit fantasy? Slash Hoyt, because he's Hoyt. So he holds powers unbeknownst to us? I mean, yes, actually. But I, I could see him having a bit of a connection to Kaladin. Like, they, they've interacted before, right? I, I know you need a little bit more than just had a conversation, but Hoyd cuts corners like that, so... Wait, could he use emotional allomancy? No, wait. Is he a Farukamist? Does he have a connection mind? As he far as we know, might. he he doesn't have Farukami, but he definitely has access to allomancy. Well, anyone can have access to Farukami. If you have an, um, a certain Unaspected. type of metal mind investiture mind yes all right um but we also know that there are multiple ways to cheat connection that that aren't just furukami (laughs) yeah dalinar (laughs) way to be a cheater wait he doesn't know how to cheat yet okay but vasher and azure both have figured out ways they are dirty cheaters yes how do they that because they can awaken on roshar I actually have no idea what their what their exact. Oh wait, that is. wouldn't make sense. Anyway. So we we know they're cheating because they're able to speak the language, but they're not good at. Well, Azure does appear a little bit better than um, Zaheel, but either way, they're cutting corners and they're playing games with the connection in order to mimic that. Maybe they can use Nightblood as a conduit. Although I guess there is a chance that Zaheel actually learned the Although language. Neither of them have Nightblood. And just the problem is he learned the language, but he didn't learn any idioms, so he tries to like. What's this? I know this freeze in Nalthalian or whatever the heck the language is called. And he just doesn't know how to translate it. I don't know. Because mm. he, he does well, say well, he's weird also things. was on Nalthus for like a thousand years, right? So he also maybe has a deeper understanding of how language evolves. True. Or he's cheating with connection in a way that we don't we haven't seen him explained. 
Warbreaker 2. Never. Nightblood. Warbreaker 2, it's just a really long lecture from Vasher. The whole book. Dude, I would I'll love that. <laughs> I, yes. All right. So anyway, it's like a dream. Uh, old horn eater recipe for stewed hams. I thought we were having stewed clams. Oh, no. I said stewed hams. That's what I call Numuhuku Makiaya Lunamore Stew. Even though it contains no ham? Oh, there's ham. Someone actually asks Wit for a story. He's so excited. He's like, wait, <laughs> it's it's time? <laughs> yeah, the, the, here, oh, I figured it out. Okay, this is something I thought about today. Wit is nail from Order of the Stick, not nail the Herald. Wit is nail from Order of the Stick. Because you think like, oh, he's a bard, right? But no, he's actually like very heavily multi-class like he has one mm-hmm. level in alamancer one level in sand guy one level in night radiant uh one level in uh breaths like right he's just heavily multi-classed and it basically adds up to him being a bard but he doesn't actually have a level in bard and he'll monologue your ear off if given the opportunity to do so <laughs> yeah all right yeah it, it fits maybe maybe not quite as evil as nail from order of the stick or cosmere but yeah, that's my theory today. Wit is nail. No context, no other explanation. Just say wit is nail. All right. Uh, so he learned this story from some bar that sounded kind of like maybe Silence's bar. And I don't know if she had a bartender that was a dude, but maybe it's her son because I think she might have had a son. Did she have a son? Uh, if Mike doesn't know, I don't know. Sorry, what are we talking about? I was Did looking silence? for the for a uh, Order of the Stick comic to... <laughs> to clip and post did silence have a son don't believe so just the daughter okay but that she had the adopted daughter but did she, should she have like a biological daughter as i well? mean things could change after the story was released that's true anyway we learned this story in a bar that seems like it could have been silence's bar but i'm sure there's more than one bar in the cosmere so who knows all right wit offers some meta insight on why animals are the same throughout the cosmere you know, this seems like one of those Brandon answering fan questions moments where he's like, oh, you see, humans, no matter what planet they're on, they always domesticate animals and and try to, to breed the same traits no matter where they are. Right. It's like, oh, that's why they have horses on every planet. And no, Dave, hounds. they took the well, horses with Roshar. them. Right. On Roshar. But what about on Skadriel? What about the... Uh, the werewolves from Silence's planet, from Thaldane. So you know, it's kind of like a like uh, this. Is, I think this was just to answer a meta question for the fans. <laughs> All right. So uh, there's a dragon on Roshar, which you've already told me it's cultivation, cultivation shard holder. So there we go. Um, have you ever seen design and wit together in the same place? Yes. yes. Right now, because they're both they're both lovably obnoxious. Dude, Dude, design is the best. Design <laughs> is perfect for Wit. Like, l- look at how these two interact. I love it. There is someone who can get under <laughs> Wit's skin. You know he likes it, too. He acts like he's annoyed, but he's like, yes, this is perfect. It's like somebody is somebody is finally up to my level of obnoxia. Hey, right. uh, have you ever seen... Oh, wait, wait, we read that. Design has obviously never seen Falcor. Dragons can't become dogs? I beg to differ. I've seen a never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> Our dogs can't become dragons. All right. Wit is not a fan of his new CG powers. D- 
disagree. I think he is a fan. He's just annoyed at how easy it makes things now. Which is to say he's annoyed at how hard it used to be and how long he went before figuring this out. Like the truncate silence button for Mike. (laughs) (laughs) The dog did not become a dragon. I didn't bother reading the story. Design saved me a lot of time. Thanks, Wit is almost out of Bendeloy, or rather has to leave before someone notices. Yeah, I think we got a Bendeloy bubble within a dream somehow. This is all very weird. The Dog and the Dragon, director's cut. All right, take it, Greg. Uh, I am not summarizing the story. It is a good story. You should definitely read Chapter 80 when you get a chance. So, uh, Or as... just, you know, you cut to the chase. Like, uh, design saved me plenty of time. I mean spend so much time reading every week like probably a good like hour so you know so so Cowden is stuck in his nightmare dream uh since he's in a coma and odium is sending him these nightmares and he's it's not in a coma he passed out no i i think he actually might actually be in a coma um yeah. he's got a lot of injuries and dalinar by way of stormfather flung him onto the eighth floor balcony may have bonked his head on the way up it wasn't in the text, but I have to assume. Fair. So while he's basically trying to take one step after another during this like nightmare where there's like this giant storm that's just telling him to hate and essentially kill himself, um, he sees this bubble of light. So he goes towards the light, and it's everyone's favorite world hopper, Hoyd. So I thought that this was going to be Odium because every other time someone was, was in like some disastrous situation and a random light showed up and they thought it was the almighty. It turned out to be Odium. Uh, What's actually interesting is Hoyd recognizes this planet that they're on, or at least recognizes the features of it, not having an atmosphere. I think it's supposed to be Ashen. Yeah, that was my, that was my assumption as well, but right. Ashen or Braze, Mike, do you know which one? No idea. Okay. Out of those two, I guess it would be Ashen, but it doesn't matter. It's a coma fantasy. Um, so, yeah, so so Hoyt has a bit of a chat with Calden, and he shares this nice horn eater stew that was totally made by Rock, uh, but it's fake, so it, it in wasn't. Your but dreams. In, in his dreams, yeah, he totally dreams about it. Uh, and then we finally get to see the uh, the cryptic that Wit bonded way back when, and her name is Design, and she's awesome, and she she totally gets under uh, Hoyt's skins which is great the, I love the it. funny thing about this is i actually like didn't stop to think that this was wit's bren at first because even though kaladin says oh I, oh that's right wit's a light weaver now and then wit shows up and he has a cryptic and i'm like oh that's weird that's cool he has like this little he he created uses light weaving to create a spren to play the mute back music for his thing <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then i was like oh you dummy this is Wit's actual bonded sprint. So interesting about uh, cryptics and music or playing tones because this is similar to an ability that we saw Pattern use, right? Where you would do like the screeching or something like that. It sounded sounds like something like he did or something. I don't remember that, but I do have an answer to your earlier What's question. Your favorite scene. Uh, Wit does have a connection to Kaladin because at one point he gave him his flute. Now. We know Cowden just like completely lost the flute like immediately, but that could just be a way for Wit to have that connection formed with Kaladin. Like for all we Are know, part that... of that is that connection that's formed. 
saying that Wit didn't give a gift out of the goodness of his heart, that he had an ulterior motive? Yes. I don't I know it. that Wit has goodness in his heart. He only has ul- ulterior motives. <laughs> um, it, I, I think I do think that Holy just knows how to play the game, and he knows how to like create these connections that he needs to, to use. And he's clearly tapping into that now. Um, anyway... Kaladin is desperate for a story. He's like, this is what you do. Uh, can you give me a story? And this is Hoyt's day. He loves it. So he tells him about the, the dog and the dragon. The story of a dog who wants to be a dragon because he saw one and it was awesome. So he's Mike, like... Do you want to do the story or should I? I'll do it. Uh, so the dog and the dragon is a dog, which is a fuzzy, soft creature that's awesome and not a slimy, <laughs> disgusting crab. <laughs> uh, saw a dragon one day and was like, I want to be that. So he rolled around in some seeds and he learned to write and uh, he learned about counterbalances and pulleys uh, and decided that <laughs> that meant scales and talking and flying. And then he became a dragon and he was happy forever. The end. No, no, no. He did not become a dragon. He will never be a dragon. Design told us he's not a dragon, but he does save the family. Or the, yeah, the baby boy. falls down a well, and he uses his powers to write in the ground and says, lower me, and then figures out how to... By by planting the seeds, he learned how to dig into water, I guess, uh, as part of it as well. And then he, like, he saves the kid, and then he gets to sleep inside the house from now on, and all the other dogs have to sleep outside, and he gets full meals, and all the, all the family members hug him by the fireplace... But ultimately, he failed because he didn't become a dragon. So, so what's the message? What's what's the? There's no message. There, what? The message is that if you can't be a dragon, then you shouldn't try, loser. All right, I am going to quote this because these are really good words. Um, this and is at the end of the chapter. It. it won't be like that for me, Calvin said. You told me it would get worse. It will, Wit said. But then it will get better. Then it will get worse again. Then better. This is life. And I will not lie by saying every day will be sunshine, but there will be sunshine again. And that is a very different thing to say. That is truth. I promise you, Kaladin, you will be warm again. Okay. That is uh, tough to remember some days. But I'm glad someone has said it. Chapter and, one. And then, and then and the bubble the ends. Director's cut. And we then, have the director's cut. <laughs> where, oh, uh, the alternate ending. It's Clue. You know, in some regions, they released one ending. So that people wouldn't spoil it on MySpace. All right, chapter 81. Trapped. Warform is hungry. Esh and I wanted to kill Gavilar for the exact opposite reason Tamber wanted to, which is, funnily, completely different from the reason I wanted to kill him. Wait, Tam- Esh and I- Tamber? Don't you mean Ulam? Yeah, I do mean Ulam. I'm like, Tamber didn't want to kill my anyone. Tiny pencil out. <laughs> Director's cut, Dave's notes. <laughs> Whatever, some little colorful ball that lives inside Benley's heart. Uh, yeah, so Esh and I wanted to kill Gavilar for the exact opposite reason Ulam did, which didn't, which was a completely different reason from why you and I wanted to kill him. Esh and I is a free people. Next scene. Venley be... Who hit the rewind button? Someone fix Dave. Venley blames Esh and I for the war. Ever notice how Venley is always comparing herself to Eshenai, but Eshenai doesn't compare herself to Venley? Mm, funny how that works. At least not as often. All right, so this is a pasty chapter. This is right after Gavilar's death. First, we get the perspective of Eshenai, and she's hanging out with 
uh, Relaine and Nacho. What's the guy's name? Thude, I think is his name. She's hanging out with Thude and Relaine, and Relaine's like, Relaine's pretty chill. I guess like he didn't like Venley, but he was he was still friends with Ash and I. And they're in war form, and they're hungry, and they're like, look how easy it is for us to jump over chasms. We'll do great fighting the humans here. And there's no possible invention or technology or slavery that will give them any kind of advantage over us. To, to, then... to give them credit, they didn't really realize what technology was capable of until they actually started interacting with the humans. They, they sort of took for granted a lot of what they had. Yeah, and they also realize how vastly the humans outnumber them at this point, and they're like, they could probably just throw so many humans into the chasm to, to fill them up and then walk across and invade our lands. And then the next scene in this chapter is from Venley's perspective, and she's like, I can't believe Esh and I started this war. Like, let, and... let's be honest here. The, the listeners survived as long as they did only because the Alethi did not get along with each other. Like, they, they had the different princedoms, and they decided to make it a game rather than an actual revenge sort of thing. Unite them and tie them until then. If they had an actual strong tie leader behind them to guide them, it probably would have been a very quick war. All right, chapter 82? Sure. Chapter 82, Knife Town. So did Town write the uh, epigraphs? Nope. You should read... Uh... 70 at first you but... should read 79 again okay it seems like Tyravangian at first but uh here I'll, I'll quote it for you Yezrin is gone okay. despite being all the way out here in lasting integrity I felt him being ripped away well I mean, we know Kellick is in lasting integrity yes and that the, he has a connection to the other heralds yes yeah so but who Owen... else is in lasting integrity I'll tell you it's 16 <laughs> that's true <laughs> No, Mike! And we all know that con all conjures are Farukimists and have <laughs> access to connection minds. So, okay. Well, this is like, ah, oh, 7,000 years. That's the, That was when they broke the Oath Pact and abandoned town. That was a, a Hariadium, I believe, 7,000 years ago. Uh, 7,000 years, I believe, is the Oath Pact. It's when it started, because it was about 4,000... No, 4,000 was a Hariadium. 4,500, I think, is Ariadium. So, 7,000 years would be the beginning of the Oath Pact. Okay. And 2,000 years ago would have been the false desolation. And also Shit. the... Thanks, Baido uh, Mishram. The other thing where all the people stopped. Recreance? That one. False desolation. Recreance. False desolation. About the same time. Okay. So I was thinking... I don't remember if this was something you guys mentioned, but I remember hearing that... Telenolet was not supposed to be one of the original heralds that he like kind of subbed in at the last minute. Yeah. And now I'm thinking like maybe he doesn't even have a connection to Roshar, and that's why he can never cause a desolation. No, because... he he just never breaks. That's why he doesn't cause a desolation. Yeah, but uh, but if you think about it, like if he didn't have a connection, honestly, oh. they're they're all from Ashen. They don't really doesn't have matter because he's a Farukimist. And he just empties his connection into a connection mine, and then he can't bridge the gap back and cause a desolation. Town's OP, but I mean, it sucks to be town, but, you know, that's a good way to, it's a hey. good effective way to do it. It's a very Tyravangian way to go about it, too. But uh, I, I feel like you're saying bad need... things about my boy town, and... No, I'm not. You're, you're doing... saying that he's a human. Okay, you're, you're giving him a mechanism by which to not break that 
he doesn't need because he's just not breaking. Like you're you're trying to apply an additional step that doesn't need to be there. But I, I will go back to the earlier point. I don't think any of them had a connection with Roshar itself because all of the heralds were originally from Ashen. That includes Tom. And how did the desolations happen? Well, they started happening when the humans came over to uh Oh, did they Roshar. did they is, was it the Oh, was it the like first the desolation the heralds? The first no, desolation were the humans and the the good side were the singers. If you believe that propaganda leaflet, sure. But what if the humans worshipping the heralds actually creates the connection that makes the heralds unable to protect the humans? Oops. Well, then Salash is on Sal- Sal- Shalash is on the right path. Yeah. Yep, she's the only sane herald. <laughs> Even she <laughs> will admit that she's not. All right, let's get to chapter 82 proper. Sausage has lots of iron, and irony helps us play. <laughs> Ty Dakar is the cognitive shadow boss. Marizi thinks the best way to appeal to Honor Spren is to lie to them. A fool ghost blood? That was the way to. All right, let's have Mike do this one. Um, well, Sausage, clearly very, very full of iron. Uh, and then mm. things that are full of iron are irony. Yeah. And that's why Pattern thinks that irony tastes like sausage, even though he doesn't have a sense of taste. But he imagines that irony would taste the same way sausage imagines it would taste. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because of the iron. Would you say that Pattern has a strong, like a, a good uh, imagination? Wait, I just realized something, that Pattern doesn't have any hair. Pattern has a bunch of lines he, for a head. Do you think he suffers from male Pattern baldness? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so Dave has a guess at who Thydekar is. Yeah, we Vasher's a cognitive shadow. Why not him? Well, yeah, let's let's go with that. Okay, that's that's your only okay. Well, I mean, so is Azure. Wait, is Azure? Azure's not a cognitive. Azure shadow. is not, as far as we know, a cognitive shadow. Uh, but we do but, know a lot but, of cognitive shadows. So. But she is descendant from a cognitive shadow. It's a true statement. Kelsey. So, so she's like 128th cognitive shadow on her mom's side. So the thing that Marazy tells... Oh, wait, her mom? Hmm. Anyways, we know that Marazy... Marazy says that Ty Dakar, who's like their, his boss, I guess, uh, suffers from the same ailment as Kalak, and that's why they need to imprison Kalak and interrogate him so that Ty Dakar can... Learn more about the condition and try to avoid the same pitfalls that all the heralds fell into. So right. I'm thinking Tidakar, cognitive shadow. Uh, sorry, Dave, you're chasing, you're barking up the wrong tree there. The condition that Kalak suffers from is male pattern baldness. He has thinning hair. He's often described that way. Well, because he's a chondra. So wait, Tidakar is pattern? Confirmed? <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess pattern is a cognitive shadow, so. It c- um, no, no. Remember, sprint are specifically different than cognitive splinters. shadows, according to there are to uh, seven cognitive entities. That's right. So most so, of the rest of what happens in this chapter is Mrazy's like, "Hey, take this knife, go kill that guy," and Shalon, Vale, Radiant, Formless are like, "No." And well, they Mrazy's they all like, have yes. different arguments. He's like, and then they're I like, "No," talk to- and then he's like, "Yes," and then they're like, "Okay." Well, it's like, let me talk to Vale. And Radiant's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. 
And then finally Vale comes out. He's like, I'm mad at you too. And he's like, but you can see why I would do it this way. Yeah, and the the way Mrazy convinces Shalon or tries to probably successfully is, you know, hey, you can take the high judge out of the picture, then use your light weaving to take his place, and then you can pardon your husband and get all the honor spent on your side. And Shalon's like, that sounds really or even Vale says that sounds like really terrible, but it, I it, I see an work. immediate flaw to this plan, which is uh, that Ada is on camera. That's not what I was gonna say, but Ada's on camera. She's got her stuffies. Hi, Ada. Hello. Uh, okay. The Give immediate the headphones. The immediate flaw that I see uh, is where Hi, is Shalon during all of this? She's listening. No, like she pretends to be uh, Kalak. She she kills and replaces Kalak and tells Adolin, hey, you're free to go, and tells the honor spren, hey, you, you go bond humans. Where's Shallan? Adolin only oh, brought a couple of people in with him. She's hung over. Easy. Okay, Everyone but knows Shallan has a drinking problem. Adolin only she... brought a couple of people in with him. They they would track them also leaving. Where's Shallan? She leaves. There was a... This was... It's coming in because the... Uh, Kalak doesn't hang out. Like, he'll just go... Like, oh, give me one room, please. And he goes and goes to the room, and then she leaves his Shalon. And then they're like, I guess Kalak checked out in the middle of the night without us noticing because he's a herald. Which herald was he, by the way? Was he the bondsmith? Did he have the bondsmith sword? Uh, who? Which one? Kalak. Kalak uh, is not... Sword? Kalak was the... Uh... Wool shaper? So the bondsmith one is Ishar. Yeah. And the windrunner one is Yezrian. And Shalash is the uh, light weaver. Yep. Nail is the skybreaker. Kalik was the... yeah, will shaper. Kalik is the will shaper one. Okay. Yay! I remembered one once, ever. All right. So if Shalon succeeds in this mission, then Mrazy says that she'll become a full ghost blood, and that is the way to. That's all we got. That sentence was never finished. That was the way to. The only way to become a full ghost blood is to join the ghost bloods and then have some stew. Mm. That sounds like bridge four. Some Numuhuku Makiaki Ayalunamore stew. That is bridge four. That's how you get full ghost blood. Kayak seems really important. Did he have the bondsmith blade? No. Okay. Tanavast, matey. Honor is dead, but I'll grab my popcorn to see what this trial can do. The heralds have fallen so far. At least nine have fallen so far. Talon is yet to fall. Or have they? The um, other nine, not Talon. So I posted a word of Brandon. Uh, I, I, you don't see that channel, Dave. But this is not spoiler for you because we saw it at the end of Oathbringer. And the Oath Pack is broken at this point. Because of what Oath happened pack. to Yezrian at the end of Oathbringer, the Oath Pack is just destroyed. What happened to Yezrian? Mike? Uh-uh. Not playing this game. Fire <laughs> stabbed him. And then what happens? He got, he got sucked, sucked into a gem. He got sucked into a gemstone, but the Oath Pact was so broken at this point that his soul did not survive being in the gemstone for more than a few seconds. Yep. Wait, so what makes Mrazy think that Kalak is going to survive? Uh, or think that he's not? Uh, Dave, I don't, I don't know how to explain this to you, but sometimes people <laughs> will say things that aren't true necessarily mm, beautiful lie mm, delicious tastes it's like not sausage. Rabonio, though. no, no Rabonio like has sausage. never lied to us ever 
Gaslight, yes, but never lied. I got nothing else. Adolin's kind of doomed. He gets his trial by witness or whatever that he wanted, but it's, it's not totally be a private. sham. It's totally it's gonna a be, sham. It's going to be publicly aired to every spren and all the dead eyes that are coming to gather at lasting integrity. So good luck. All right. Bye, Dave. Bye, Dave. Dave's gone. Play the thing. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. Now we talk about whatever else is going on. Uh, do we want to talk about the dog and the dragon at extensive length, or do you have other stuff first? I have bullet points for it. You can see what I highlighted. Uh, also, Dave, so, so you guys didn't hear it, uh, or maybe you did in the episode, but Dave very briefly mentioned Kelsier as a potential candidate. But it's funny how he glossed over because I feel like the clues are very much there. One, Cognitive Shadow, he picked up on that hint. Uh, so it's like, okay, which Cognitive Shadows do we know? Who would run a criminal organization that we've seen in the books? Not Vasher. We don't that, get the biggest clue yet. That comes later. We, we will get the, the Lord of Scars or whatever he's called yeah. at the end of the book. Um, so Dave better figure it out at that point. If Tori well, were here, I would say we should get an over-under of, of who thinks when Dave will figure it out. But he, he's gotten pretty close. So at the point that we finished the book, um, I was pretty sure it was either Kelsier or a character we hadn't ever seen before. And those were the two options. So either we have all these clues pointing to Kelsier, or a completely separate person that we've never seen before, and they're just coming out of left field, and Brandon doesn't really work like that. So Correct. Uh, I, Dave has pointed out that we do get more clues than I thought we did, especially in, this, in these chapters. Also, I'll be honest, I missed the whole Lord of Scars comment, the first read. Like... I must have just, like, glossed past it, and then everyone on, on the subreddit were talking about it. I'm like, wait, what did I miss? And then I read that. I'm like, yeah, of course, Kelsier's the one who has scars on his arms. That's just always how he's described. And then we're just, like, told flat out in the Lost Metal. Yeah. Spoilers like, for Lost Metal, I guess. Hey, this is this is one of our Ghostblood hideouts, and uh, here's Kelsier, our leader. You may know him as Thydekar, Lord of Scars. Kelsier, the survivor, <laughs> you know, that guy. <laughs> yeah I, I think dave will pick it up um uh anyway he's busy trying to kidnap a herald on another planet uh something about male pattern baldness like so his hair I'm looks not, fine to me but whatever i feel like maurice is going a little bit rogue on this because we've seen what happens when you when you capture a herald in a gem and collect would just dissipate that's just what what would happen same thing as yesterday so I'm thinking that Collect or not Collect, um, Marisi doesn't actually know that that happened. I'm thinking that he thinks that the um, the singers have Yezrian trapped. Okay, maybe I don't. I just have trouble trusting the Rosharian Ghost Bloods. They're I feel like they've gone a little bit rogue. Well, in just this one case, we might have more information than Marisi. True, which is weird, but yes. I just want Kelsier to get there and, like, smack them up. Like, hey, look, you're doing things wrong. This is not how I run my criminal empire. All right, let, let me get through these bullet points quick, if that's cool. No, get through them slow. All right, 78. 
You feel wrong, Shalon. Mmm, you must listen. I did use the cube. I have a copy of the key to your trunk. Wit, help me. Yes, I did take the cube to talk to Wit. He has a cube like it too, Shalon. This is just all stuff that we covered. Uh, and then talking about the um, honor blades, I thought they were all in Shinovar, except the one Moash wields. They were, Marisi said it simply, directly. So, a bunch of the honor blades are out there. Well, we know Nail has his back. We know that um, Ishar got his back, which causes mm. some issues with uh, with Zeth. Um, we know where Yezreen's blade is. Moash has that. All right. So that's three. Uh, Kalek might have his blade. We don't know. I don't know. He seems... My interpretation of him is that he wants nothing to do with any of this anymore. So he probably does not have his blade. Um, Shalash pro... Yeah, Shalash probably doesn't have hers. Talon definitely doesn't have his. It got swapped out at one point. Yes, this is so true. So that's somewhere. Wait, who swapped it out? Was that one of the Sons of Honor? No idea. Okay. Uh, we know that it was described one way, and then uh, Dalinar bonded it I, I, I thought away that was Amaram. As, as like a honey trap for Amaram, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then Amaram fell for it, but it was described a different way after Hmm. So at okay. some point, someone, probably not Amaram, I don't think Amaram realized, um, swapped it out. Could be Hoyd. Uh, I don't think Hoyd has access to any of them. Uh, Hoyd was there when Talon showed up. Hoyd had the most access. True. Interesting. But he I don't know why he would do that. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know I why don't know. he would do that, but he he's he was... He that feels needs. like a little much. Like, he wants access to all the different forms of investiture and how to use them, but he doesn't necessarily steal and take from other people, from what so, we've seen in any of the books. Hoyd had means and opportunity, but we don't know about his motive. I don't know. Like, I don't trust Hoyd, but I don't think he would do that. I mean, Hoyd, ha Hoyd has the capability of getting another, um, another shard blade. Absolutely. Right? We yeah. can agree on that. I'm not saying he did it, because again, I don't know why he would have done it, but he was there when Talon showed up, so he was there when Talon's blade was available, and then the next time we see something that claims to be Talon's blade, it's described looking differently. Yep. It got traded And it's out. not an honor blade. All right, so the point is, a bunch of honor blades, there is a handful of them are missing, and we, we don't know the status of them, and that is a little bit intimidating. Um... I have a guess that maybe when Zeth goes to cleanse Shinvar, it's already going to be on fire. <laughs> yep. Like somebody got there first. Yep. Someone like Nail. Someone like whoever took the honor blades. Yeah. And do you think it's going to be a reversal where um, Zeth, instead of cleansing it by killing a bunch of people, he's going to save Shinovar? I mean, if the if the elders are all dead by the time he gets there, then like that, there goes the people that he blames. So like, he, yeah, he maybe, hasn't, maybe he'll save his people. He hasn't sworn the fourth ideal. He mentioned it to his high sprint, but I don't think until he swears it, he's probably free to modify it. I mean, he needs he needs Dalinar's permission. Like that's that right, was his big caveat was was if Dalinar colon approves. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Dalinar's busy. Yeah. Well, they're going to Shinovar in the next book, so we're definitely going to see. All right, let me let me continue on. Um, Adolin, though that hasn't hadn't completely been his intent, this trial would let them pin the sins of ancient radiance on him. And we already talked about how that was intentional. 
he wasn't intending it, and they're totally abusing that. Not only wasn't he intending it, he explicitly stated the opposite. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, he could not train himself to the level of a radiant. They could heal from wounds and strike with supernatural grace and strength. The world had entered an era where simply being good at swordplay was not enough. You know, Adolin does not give himself enough credit. He's, he's sort of doing the whole I'm not good enough type thing when he's always been good enough. But it's there's more. And may, maybe the problem is a lot of his self-worth is like is bundled with his sword ability. Uh, and, and that, why, yes. Why would that possibly be the case when he was raised in a religion where you pick a thing to be good at and yep. your entire, your entire self identity is built around being good at that thing that how could those two possibly be connected, Craig? It's a good question, Mike. Good question. Um, so, but he, but he does a lot more. He has this emotional connection with a lot of his friends. Like he, he is their light. Um, and that that's good that is useful plus as we're gonna see later on he is sort of in the process of maybe becoming a radiant or at least something that could be like a radiant that there's something unique there's something new going on with adolin and maya so we'll just have to wait and see um okay and i highlighted that the high judgments were starry so we finally get one of the names that we've been chasing through all four books we find out that Rastaris is collect and Rastaris, as we know, is one of the creators of the Sons of Honor, originally when he was working with Gabalar. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to remind folks that back when this book first came out and we were doing preview chapters, I didn't call Rastaris being Kalak, but I mentioned like, well, no, Shallan could totally get this information from a, a different person. Kalak's around. He knows this stuff. <laughs> Did you actually say that? Yeah. Wow, that was a good guess, Mike. Yeah, didn't actually call Kalak being Rastaris, because how could I possibly have done that? But, yeah. no, I, I was aware that, like, no, 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 more, more, slightly more people than you think have this information, but no, no, it's just him. Maybe if the the name Rastaris, maybe if it was more of a palindrome, we would have picked up on it sooner. Like, I don't know where Rastaris comes from. I don't, I don't know the etymology of that name. Yeah, neither do I. All right, 79. Uh, th this is just in the epigraph that I sort of read. Despite being all the way out here in lasting integrity, I felt him being ripped away. So that that's just the reaction that Kalek had when Yezurin was killed. Too quickly and too forcefully without a body to show. Uh, that's that's part of the epigraph as, as well. Uh, this is just for Lane saying he joined Bridge 4 later than most, but he'd been there for Kaladin's most dramatic transformations. When he turned Super Saiyan. Yeah. The idea nauseated him for multiple reasons. For one, the times he tried mate form himself, things hadn't gone the way he, or anyone really, had expected. Uh, this is just, I, I think it's because Relaine has a thing for male, male and male forms. Yeah. Relaine likes Renard. That we know. Well, that we've been told off screen with very little supporting evidence. There's little hints, which I've been I'm, keeping an eye out for, but yeah, yeah I, I want more. Like, yes, but this is at the moment. This is a uh, this is a Dumbledore situation. Uh, yeah. Well, but I, I know Brandon you can mean. fix that. I know what you mean, um, and I expect him to, and I hope he does. There, there are at least hints that Verlaine does feel differently, especially when he's in mate form. So that is something. Uh, so now we're finally going to talk about the dog and the dragon. Chapter eighty. Um, 
This is talking about the planet that they're on. I'm not, Wit said, and neither are you. This is another planet, or it looks like one, and not a pleasant one, mind you. The kind without lights, no stormlight ones, gaseous ones, or even electric ones. So one, at least Hoyt is aware of electricity on one of the worlds, which pro- probably uh, Taldane. I think they have electricity. And but Scadrial. It, depending on when that takes place in comparison to this. Okay. Uh, and then I just highlighted the part where he's like, hush, this isn't the part where you talk, Wit said. Which I feel like he also put in, that's also a line from Tress. Doesn't he say that at one point where he's talking to the the formless audience that's part of Tress, whoever he's talking to? Don't remember. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and then Kaladin heard that Wit was a lightweaver now, but he hadn't been surprised. He felt he'd seen Wit lightweave long ago, which Wit has been doing games with something that's like illusion magic but it wasn't quite light weaving and as wit mentions himself it also wasn't that easy it was it was met like our form of illusion magic in the real world where it's like sleight of hand whoa magic that's essentially what hoyd would do a lot of times illusions michael i know of just <laughs> i know of just one on roshar wit noted and she prefers to hide her true form the story isn't about her however or any of the dragons this is just cultivation and oh oh i had to highlight this the cryptic waved again i get annoyed easily she said it's endearing no it's not wit said it's endearing design said to everybody but him i drew up a proof of it this is right that is why design is the best she has a proof why it's endearing i love how much she annoys hoyd and that he's stuck with her he likes it this is she is perfect for him and maybe that is something to do with the Nahal bond. Like, there is something shared between them because she very much takes certain aspects of Hoyd. And I think that's part of, like, what's happening with the bond. Um, yeah, this she, she's perfect for him. This is great. Would she have been a good fit with Elokar, though? I, that's my point. I don't think she would have had the same exact personality. She would have had a different personality with Elokar because of the bond that they share with each other. Like, I think there's some innate part of her that is her personality, but she also gets a little bit of her personality from whoever she's bonded with. Like, Syl is a good fit for Cowden. They are, she's not, like, a perfect, you know, mirror of him. She has her own personality. She's all bubbly and everything, whereas he's sort of Mr. Serious. But they go well together. And design is that same sort of thing where they she goes well with Hoyt. There's differences, but they interact really well together. I don't think she would have quite acted the same way with Elokar, though. Um, all right. Okay, well, this is just... I just highlighted a bunch of interactions because I, I like it. Oh, you can't buy a specific food. You have to carry a sack home, cut it open, then find out what you bought. Drama, suspense, would gave Kaladin a beleaguered look. I have bonded, he said, a literal monster. Just more about why design is so good. I don't know. I feel like design has a better point than Hoyd does. Yeah. Okay, let's let's actually get to the story proper. Um, Wit point... Oh, this is at the beginning. Whip pointed with his spoon. I told you the story has no meaning. You promised not to assign it one. This is actually at the end where they talk about it. As a matter of fact, Design said, you didn't give him a chance to promise. You simply kept talking. All right. And then at the end, he felt stronger. Less for the words and more for how annoyed he'd grown to wit. Once again, I, I do think the story does have a message for Kaladin, but he does sort of know what to do. He, he knows just to annoy Kaladin enough. They give him a little bit of more, a kick, a motivation to just 
hang in there. Like, it's what he needed. And I already did the last bullet point, which is the words at the end, which is... I mean, um, the the moral of the story is uh, they say it outright. It's not one you have to, like, interpret for yourself. It's Kaladin says it to Hoyd. He's like, I, I get it. I understand. It's it's pretty straightforward as far as your stories go, honestly. Yep. So uh, did you want to talk more about the story itself, though? Uh, just that uh, if it hasn't been made into a children's book yet, it should. Dude, I, especially now with my daughter, I'm like, there's actually so many. Okay, there's not that many, but there's a bunch of stories that Brandon just needs to release as a children's book. Like, The Girl Who Looked Up, The Dog and the Dragon. And I, I even think the, the earlier one with uh, Fleet, I believe. Yeah, Fleet was good. Yeah, let's just make a bunch of kids and, and children's book, release them with beautiful artwork. I would, I would buy them instantly. I'm sure oh, yeah. Absolutely. a bunch of people would, but oh, that needs to happen, Brandon. Like, please... Just do like a 20 or 30 page art book with the words sort of spread out yeah. from the beginning to the end, like get a sentence or two per page. It's fine. You can even include the frame story of like Hoyd telling this stuff to whoever he's talking to if you want to squeeze a few extra pages in. Maybe. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a good story uh, as usual. I mean, it's it's pretty much obvious that while he's not a perfect surrogate, but... Wit is sort of the author stand-in. Like, he's not he's not quite the author insert. That's why I, I want to give Brandon a little more credit, because there's clearly more to the story there. But Hoyt is a little bit of an author insert. Just a little. All right, uh, chapter 81, I guess. She met Thude and Relaine as they emerged from Hollows in the Stone, where they had returned to this form. Many of her friends had never left the form and blah, blah, blah. So... I just wanted to highlight that, like, Relaine, this is, we're getting name drops here, which I don't think we really saw before, but now it's like Relaine is included as one of Eshonai's friends. Like, he's there, at least in the very beginning. I know eventually he's going to take Dole form and join the humans to sort of. Yeah, I think act we as didn't get him before because at that point in the timeline, when we were actually looking at Eshonai and Words of Radiance, um, Relaine was already. Like, had already been a spy amongst the humans for a couple of years at that point. Yeah. So, and like, we, di- we didn't see him his name dropped because he wasn't there. And from what Relaine has told us, he sort of... You know what's funny? This is not the first time this has happened in the books. But Relaine's story is that he, he, like, said something to his owner, which sort of gave it away that he wasn't quite just a... a um, Parchment. What do they call Parchment, thank you. I forgot the term they were using. So... Yeah, that, that he was a little different, but it wasn't enough to say, hey, this is weird. It was more like, oh, I don't want him. Just send him to the bridge cruise sort of thing. Uh, but we also see that in this book where he has to act like one of the singers that took over the tower. And he sort of blows his cover almost right away. Verlaine is not a good spy. He keeps getting put into the situation where he asked, has to act like a spy, but he's also really bad at it. I mean... In in his defense, dull form makes it really easy to pretend to be a parchment. Yes, it, like, it is true. There's not a lot of acting involved there. Whereas being in is he in war form or work form right now? He's, in, he's war in war form, form. now. He's yeah. in war form now. Whereas being in war form makes you more confrontational, just sort of as an emotional baseline. Yeah. Um, all right. 
Chapter 82. Do not think of Kalek as a person. He's an ageless, eternal spren formed of honor, substance, and will. He is a, as gravity or light, force, not man. This is a description that um, Maurice. So gave. stab that guy. <laughs> Our master, Thedakar, has an affliction similar to that of the Heralds. He needs access to a Herald to learn more about his state so he might save himself from the worst of its effects. Oh, just get a bunch of breaths and then store your memories in them. So it's, it's pretty easy, Kaladin. This is the excuse that Marisi's giving, which is why I have doubts because I, I, th- I think Cal or Kelsier definitely knows more about his current state of being. Now, if Kelsier wants to solve his issue, he really does have to have a conversation with Fasher because then maybe he can talk about the breaths and storing your memories and that sort of thing. Um, so Marisi may not know about Vasher though. No, I, I know. I that's that's fine. Um, I'm just I'm saying actually, they would be. I, I know. I I said to Dave, like, yeah, Breezy was definitely lying to Shalon. I actually don't think he was. I think he's being like on the level with her as much as he ever is, and just doesn't realize that things have deteriorated on Roshar to the point that if you put a herald in a gemstone, they're gonna die immediately. Okay, I'm still under the belief that Breezy is telling a slight lie. He he's not being dishonest, but there's a lot he's not saying, which I think is just sort of par for the course for him. I mean, mostly it comes down to that I don't know that I, I don't think Mrazy has a reason to want Kalak actually dead. I think he has a mm. reason to want Kalak captured, but not actually dead. That, that's a good point. The ghost bloods have seemed like they're sort of on at least nominally on the radiant side. Like they, they put themselves as opposed to the sons of honor and sons of honor was all let's restart the desolations to get radiance back. And Ghostbloods are like, no bad idea. So they've definitely been on that side. And I think Kelsier would say Odium getting out of the system is a bad thing. So I think the ultimate um, goal of the Ghostbloods on Roshar is keep Odium locked in the Rosharian system. Like that, that is the goal. In order okay. to protect Scadrial, because as we know, one of the main tenets of the Ghostbloods is protect Scadrial. So the Ghostbloods operate best when there's a mostly orderly system that has some new chaos introduced to it. This is not some new chaos. This is a chaotic system that used to be orderly during a desolation. Yeah. Like, this is way too much chaos. Like, their people can just get killed for no reason just because they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Okay. Like the Ghostbloods don't want that. Right. They want they want an orderly system where they can go in and get out, but with some chaos so they can take advantage of it. But this is this is tipped way too far the other way. They don't want that. So essentially what we've seen in like Mistborn Final Empire. A little bit of chaos so Kelsier can get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I mean you bring up a good point. So I I guess they don't want Kalik dead because that doesn't serve their purposes. So I guess what he's saying here is probably true. And yeah, just in this one singular instance that will never happen again, we know more about what's going on than Razy does. Has never happened before, will never happen again. I don't know. We we also know about uh Teravangi and becoming Odium. I don't think the Ghostbloods know that. They'll figure it out. <laughs> They'll figure it out before Hoyd does. <laughs> Uh, I do want to quote this. Kellick has become indecisive to the point of madness. And like most of them, he is afraid. He wants to escape his duties. So this is, again, what we've seen pretty much from all the Heralds 
going insane in some way. The way Kellick represents that is, and and it's funny because he's the high judge. Like his but, whole thing is supposed to be making a decision. But he does make a couple of decisions. Like no no hemming and hawing. Like he's he's straight up. All right, we'll do this. We'll start your trial in a couple days. Uh, you want to do a trial by witness? You're real dumb. Is a bad idea, but we'll do it. And then we're also going to have this in the forum so everybody can watch. Yeah, but we'll put on a show. But but the, the difference. Okay, so so Marizzi is uh, wrong in how he describes this. But Kelly can make decisions like that. He just flat out like whatever his mind thinks at that very time. He makes a decision. That's what he goes with. But he can't be swayed. He doesn't make a proper decision that's based on on uh, evidence or proof or knowledge he just makes a gut decision and that's just the way it is that's his thing and he doesn't want to make any big decisions they find out like he's like oh adolin who's that oh the bondsmith son like why is he even here get him away because he doesn't want to be anywhere near the bondsmith oh actually that's my next quote the bondsmith kellick said and shied away from adolin good heavens why have you let him in here like, he just wants to stay far away from anyone who can form any sort of connection, who can play with connection, because he doesn't want to be part of the Oath Pack anymore. And and I think we see that in the, the preview chapters that we got from the fifth book. Kellick wanted out of the Oath Pack. Uh, that was when it was in Taters, but it still existed. And he was willing to trade his connection to the Oath Pack with Gavilar at that time, I believe, like, if I'm remembering right. So the word you wanted there is Tatters. Taters is what you put in a, <laughs> in a stew with abrasive conies, precious. Uh, Dave would have appreciated me saying it like that. Uh, that was not intentional. Uh, okay. And then the final, this is the final quote I have. Uh, this is Adolin. Either that or perhaps these 10 people had always been only that people. After all, crowning a man, a king, or high prince didn't necessarily make them anything grander than he'd been. Adolin knew that firsthand. So, you know. The Rosharians have been worshipping these heralds as deities for thousands of years now, and they were just people. They're just they're cognitive shadows now with souped-up importance. It's the same so, thing that happened with the Return, because they're treated as gods, but again, they're just cognitive shadows. They came back because Endowment decided to have some future knowledge or something. But the Returned are treated as gods, but also as quite a bit less than people. Like, there are so many safeguards in place to prevent them from, mm. like, actually getting out and affecting events out in the world. That's true. The priests do have a lot of con- power still. They worship them, but they, yeah, they're very structured. Okay, I- I'll give you a point. But the heralds, meanwhile, they have been running amok as deities. So, we almost done here? That was the last one. All right. Well, that's an episode. Bye, everybody. Oh, okay, bye. Unless you had more stuff. Nope. Okay. Then, actually, bye. Bye. <laughs> Our endings are so abrupt. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, all right, we're done. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.